0: The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Mm.
1: And welcome to connected the podcast from side street studio arts where we talk to the community about the arts i'm aaron rayberg founder and executive director of side street and i'm back with our vote local series about the art in politics in anticipation of our 2023 local elections for city council and mayor i will be speaking to as many candidates as possible about their participation in and views on the arts and culture in elgin And today I'm joined by City Council candidate Deanna Alfaro. Hello. Nice to see you and and really meet you,
0: meet you now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And thank you for so much for having me today. I appreciate you all sharing this information with the community and trying to give the community as much informed information as possible, right? So when they go into the voting booth on April 4th, um, they know a little bit more about each candidate.
1: Yeah, we're we're you know anything helps, right? It's kind of hard yes. to filter all the information and and this year there's right 10 city council candidates and two for mayor. It's a lot yes. of humans to keep track of. So um <laughs> we appreciate you giving us our your time today. Oh um let's dive right in. Deanna, what's your elgin story? What do you have to do with
0: Elgin and what does Elgin have to do with you? <laughs> <laughs> it has everything to do with me. Um <laughs> so where do I start? In 19, no, okay, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Elgin has been homed f- for my family for over 50 years. So El- Elgin has been rooted in my family before I was even thought of or we were even born. I'm born and raised here uh, in the east side in Parkwood, which is near Lawrence Park Elementary. That's where I grew up uh, with my mom and my sisters. My mom single-handedly raised us um, and she taught us very much on like how to be self-reliant, um, how to be powerful women, how to never give up and, and make sure to treat everyone with dignity and respect and remember that because you never know if you'll ever be in someone's place. And so that really has shaped who I am. And from Lawrence Park Elementary, I went to Larson Middle School, who I met very, a lot of childhood friends who I'm still really good friends with today. That then led me to Elgin High, uh, who I have so many good friends from Elgin High School, and a couple of them are on the campaign <laughs> team. Uh, it's amazing to have uh, so much Elgin talent on the team. Uh, while I was in Elgin High, I had a staffer who really took an interest in me and a couple of my friends and was like, what are you thinking about college? And I'm like, college? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he was like, what are you thinking of applying? And I was like, I don't think we can even afford that. I'm not That's not even on my radar. And he's like, you're super smart. You should consider it. And he actually took time out of his schedule to take us to like college visits on his own. It introduced us to like programs I remember he introduced my mother and I to a program called national Hispanic Institute, which it was a t- training that you did over the summer in different places across the country. And I did one in St. Louis and another one in Chicago. And in my family, you did not sleep over anywhere. <laughs> you stayed home. You never went and slept over someone else's house. So he had to come and talk to my mom. It was like, this is okay. It's a program that's going to help, you know, educate her. It's going to, you know, help her grow. And um, I'm really happy. He took that interest in, in me and my friends and, Led me to college, right? I was able to get some scholarships that um, to help me get my bachelor's in political science and Latin American Latino studies from DePaul University. Got some local scholarships. It's funny, my partner still has a picture of me when I got the local Burger King scholarship. Yay. up in, in our wall, it's <laughs> so hilarious. Um, but yeah, and my uncle used to tell me when he would go to Burger King, it's like, "That's my niece." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, when Got my bachelor's over there, and I ended up staying. I liked Paul so much, I ended up getting a master's there too in international public service. Um, but Elgin to me is, is is home. It's family. It's um, where my family still calls home. Is where I call home. I'm you know bought a house a couple of years ago in the east side, um, and so I really like being here. This is the place I feel the most comfortable.
1: Tell me more about the National Hispanic Institute and and what that can do for young people and and kind of why that was an integral part of your your growing up.
0: Yeah, so the National Hispanic Institute, or also known as NHI, was a program that really trained young Latinos, Latinas, Latinx on different skill sets. And so the one I did my freshman year of High school, the summer after my freshman year, going into my sophomore year, um trained us on how to be like how to debate, how to run for Congress. Like you, we had wow. these mini elections where you like ran for rep or you ran for senator, etc. So to envision yourself in those places, right? um And I was like, I'll never run for my for office. And now, I'll, like fast forward here, <laughs> I <right now>. am. <laughs> pull out your old so binder for yeah. right. right. <laughs> um, And then my. End of sophomore year to my junior year, they did a program at DePaul University. That's why I actually introduced me to DePaul. Mm-hmm. Never even heard of it. Loved the campus. Um, it was a great program where you did like mock trials. And you were like attorneys, etc. cetera. Um, it really helped me grow as an individual and see myself being a leader in public speaking. And they actually had connections with different universities. So you actually got a scholarship, right? like DePaul gave me a scholarship for being an alumni for nat- uh, NHI. And I don't think without that scholarship, I probably would have ended up at DePaul. So I I, like my friend who has a child that's going into high school. I'm like, you should have them look into NHI. You know, it's a great leadership program. Um, I didn't do the junior year program, but that one's called like the World Series. And they take you to like learn about different colleges around and what programs you could go into. Um, So it's a great way to expose youth and opportunities that many of us you know, I'm first generation, like I'm the first in my family to go to college, you know, et cetera. And so like, it really helps, gives us that exposure that is much needed.
1: That's wonderful. Um, you know, how things are like in the ether, sometimes multiple conversations I've been having lately have been about public speaking and, How important it is. And from where I'm coming from, it's so much of a performance, even if you are being yourself and and authentic. Um, why is that such an important thing to think about at a young age or even be exposed to at a young age, do you think?
0: It helps you become more comfortable yourself and be secure in, in sharing your thoughts. Um, I think many times we don't understand the power that each of us has, right? And not only speaking up, but influencing the room, you don't understand like what you say might influence someone else. And they might have certain kind of power that they're like, you know what, this person says something, it really resonated with me, and it stuck with me. And how do we consider that? Um, And so as, as young individuals, I think it's a great opportunity to show them that they have a voice, right, and continue using that voice in any kind of way that they think they can.
1: Yeah, that's really great. We talk about the creative voice all the time around mm-hmm. here, right? And it it's all just different ways to be able to be a human in a room, you know, owning your space and and that sort of thing and it's um it, public speaking is in the air right now. It's just something something <laughs> yeah. we're talking about. Um so it sounds like a natural progression, but why now? Why are you running for city council now and and
0: what's motivating you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, honestly, it's to increase representation and to diversify skill sets in Elgin City Council. Um, I completed a Latino, Latina, Latinx leadership program about two years ago. And one, something one of the instructors said really resonated with me and stayed with me talking about, you know, influence. You don't know what you're going to say is going to influence someone in the room. Um, he mentioned, he's like, sometimes you have to take an opportunity because life has put you in a place that has given you opportunities, privileges, and skill sets to put you there. So you take that opportunity to push the door further open for those behind you, right? And so I'm hoping to push the door further open for women, further open for Latinos, Latinas, and Latinx in Elgin, like show what, you know, what are we capable of? Like, I grew up here, right? And in like, what was it, 1990, the statistics were from the U.S. census about 19% uh, Latinos, Latinas, Latinos or Hispanic. And today we're at 47.4%. Yet between 1990 and 2023, we've only ever elected three individuals of Latino, Latina, Latinx heritage, right? Um, and I'm like, we could do so much more. And not only that, LG is 50% women, yet we have never, ever had 50% of the council be women at the same time. Never. So I'm hoping I could push that door further open for women, push that door further open for Latinx. But it's not just because I bring those two very important lenses to the table. It's also that I feel like I bring these skill sets that I think would help also um benefit the city of Elgin, right? I have a background in economic development and state government. Um, I have a background in community engagement over seven years working in community engagement, over 12 years in higher education, primarily in federal regulatory compliance. Um, And so I think bringing those different skill sets of working with different stakeholders, different levels of entities of government will help me make a positive contribution to Elgin and further invest into the community that invested in me when I was a young kid.
1: Why is pushing that door open further for various communities? Why is that important? Why is that good for our community?
0: It's good for our community because you get to see as youth, as individuals in the community, someone like you serving in those roles, right? I grew up here. We didn't get the first Latino, Latina, or Latinx until 1999, Right, I was already almost going to high school at that point, and that was the first time I got to see someone that looked somewhat like me on there. Right? Um, it's really funny. Like my nephew's super involved. He's like 11 years old, and you'll see him door knocking with me. You see him going to campaign events with me. He's like so excited, and it just warms my heart to see him as a young Latino see someone that looks like him. running. Oh, I'm gonna get emotional. Sorry, <laughs> I but I think to- it's really important. <laughs> Um, I think it's really important for us to show people that people like us who are from the community, who are raised here, we have different skill sets that we could bring to the table. We could bring those lenses. You know, I'm bilingual. I'm running a fully bilingual campaign because it's important to me to inter- interact with as many people as possible. So, like I wish I knew Laotian and I wish I knew other additional languages, right? So I can continue doing that outreach to make sure we bring as many voices to the table.
1: Um you actually came to an Elgin Cultural Arts Commission meeting i'm the chair of the Elgin Cultural Arts Commission and i have to say when when you and one other person running that in all my years in that room that is the first time a candidate has come into that room the the night you two you and tia came um and i just left so excited right i i didn't know you yet i don't didn't know your platform right but just that there was some freaking interest in what's happening in these rooms right because we can ask all the questions we want you know in a room of volunteers but if it's not reaching beyond that that room and and beyond those doors then then what's happening so I, i just wanted to throw that out for humans to know because i love that and would love to see more people interested coming um Beyond attending that meeting, which I super appreciated, what has been your invol- involvement in or knowledge of the arts and cultural activities in Elgin?
0: So I'm an amateur. <laughs> so I paint uh, for yes. fun. Yeah. And so my paintings are actually in front of me because God forbid other people steal They're not <laughs> at all. I am like a horrible painter, but somehow it like really relaxes me. I wish I had more creative talent. Um, like my nieces and nephews, man, they could sketch, they could paint, they do pottery. Like they're all sorts, they do ceramics, they do all sorts of RC stuff. And it's amazing how creative they all are. Um, I wish I had that talent. Um, so as much as I would love to be like, here, I'm going to do, a, an, you know, an art exhibit or I'm going to sing and I'm going to do this performance, uh, I am a huge supporter and attendee of the cultural arts, um, everything from seeing, you know, music or performances, et cetera. I'm a huge attendee um, in performance. I think the furthest I've ever gone was I've done two monologues performance and that's it. And when I went to in college to audition for the fr- the first monologue, it was for the vagina monologues, which is all about empowering women and supporting women and talking about women's stories I will never forget, I literally like wrapped my model log and they were like, um, that was not one to wrap, uh, but they're like, we could tell your passion in how you were, you know, delivering it. And they're like, you know, they took me in. And so um, I'll never forget those experiences, but that's as far as I go. I'm a huge supporter and attendee of the arts, of of going to different avenues. Um, I wish I could be one that could do murals, et cetera. Um, So I am a great supporter and just being an attendee.
1: And what do you think as a potential council person, what do you think the council and city's role should be in participating, supporting the arts and culture in Elgin?
0: I think the city's role is uh, is to support and embrace arts and cultural organizations and and cultural creativities um, and work with the community, like the cultural arts commission and others to solicit feedback, or like what they would like to see. Right. Um, I've been hearing in the community that we would, some people are like, I want more live music, et cetera. Uh, I think we c- should continue giving like arts grants because there is a barrier in getting funding in the arts. And so we should continue that. And that's from the arts, cultural arts commission. So I thank you and everyone else that worked on that, and to have that around. But also, like, how can we continue finding ways to embrace each other, right? How do we do different creativities that are intersectional identities, right? An Afro, Latina, Latin, uh, Latino, Latinx, or a woman from the LGBTQI plus community, or, you know, an Asian who is also half Black, like, how do we mix these different ways to celebrate each other and show that, you know, we're all connected in different ways and how we can continue to draw those those celebrations.
1: And do you think right now, do you see any barriers existing from the city side of things in, in making that happen or even beyond the city? Do you, do you see anything not happening that you would like to see happen?
0: I think there are some barriers in the sense there's barriers to education, funding, and exposure. I think those are the three main barriers in my perspective and the way I've seen from outside. Uh, Further education, how can we create different workshops and having artists create businesses, right? And how, because many times artists are independent contractors or self-employed, and how can we get you know, artists to create businesses and and apply for business grants and get those business resources? How do we create different um, creativity ideas and funding? Like, how do we try to get more funding to the arts? And not only that, an educational campaign of like, this is what Elgin has, but these are some other avenues that you could get from the state or the city of Chicago has a poster competition, right, into non-Chicago residents. How do we get you know Elgin talent to compete into that and get informed about that and get that funding opportunities, and also how do we uplift local Elgin artists and talent, and continue to help amplify their their message and, and what they do, so that are not only known in Elgin, they're also known everywhere else, right? And and take the pride of that's Elgin talent.
1: We have just a a plug here because the more people that know, the better. The Cultural Arts Commission has one thousand dollar grants for individual artists and never have we given away all of them in a year right where I, I feel like everyone i meet you should apply for this grant you should apply for this grant right and my dream is to give away all 10 of them in a year um but people can find those on the city of elgin website just search arts grants they're on there but there is that support but goes back to that education component right are people seeing this are they understanding it is is it too much to do and not worth, it? you know, the amount of money given back? Those are all really important questions and and buttons to push, you know, see what's working and what's not.
0: Or even finding ways to make the community trust a little bit more, because I think there's a barrier just generally speaking, not just in the arts, but just trusting government. So you're saying that the grant's coming from government. They're like, oh, what does government want, right? As someone that I work in state government, I get I get that all the right. time too. And so yep. it takes a lot to foster that relationship and that trust. And so um, education, I think, goes really far to what you were saying right now. That's an excellent
1: point. I mean, even just how we approach different organizations and humans to be like, come on, you know, it's like, hmm, yes. I, well, what are you going <laughs> to ask me for, you know, for this dough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what other creative activities would you like to see happening in Elgin that aren't happening right now, or events or um, you know, things that bring the community together? What else would you like to see?
0: What would I not like to see, I guess. (laughs) You can do that too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I feel like there's so much I want to see. Uh I really would like to see more culture diversity in the creativities. Um, I think it would be great for the city of Elgin, given the dem- the demographic, to do like a celebration for Cesar Chavez or Dolores Huerta, who are two individuals who are Americans of Mexican descent who worked so heavily in the civil rights movement and the workers' rights movement and fought for social justice, right, for farm workers, et cetera. I think that's a great way. And their days are so close to each other that like, you could combine it, right, and do a huge celebration and embracing what Americans of Mexican descent have done for the country, um, I think I would also like to see like a city-wide celebration for like Hispanic Heritage Month or Latinx Heritage Month, and mixing it up because you know we're not all from the same pool. We're not all Mexicans. We're not all Puerto Ricans. We're not all Cubans. We're Colombians. We're Guatemalans. We're Salvadorians for uh from you know uh like we're we're just a mixture of everything and so how do we make sure that they're all representative and do something that targets each um and then you could do that like i like to dance and so like it would be cool to have like during the that time period, like a dance festival, you know, here's some, um, you know, what sasa, menengue, bachata, you know, here's some folklorico, etc., and, and and show that and like have some dance instructors, right? We want people to learn how to embrace those cultures, understand those cultures, learn how to dance that, et cetera. I think dancing puts people in really good moods. And so like that would be also, awesome. I also would like to see more celebrations for the Asian American Pacific Islander community. And how do we uplift that? So during like May and other months, right. And how do we do like an Asian food fest? People love to dance. People love food. And so like, how do we do something that embodies both of that? Um, But also like mixing it up a little bit. So like October's women's small business month. And so how do we, you know, do a play that ties into, you know, owning your own business as a woman to empower young women to start thinking, you know what? I could be a business owner too. I'm thinking of getting a degree in healthcare. I could own my own healthcare transportation company or I, I'm thinking of doing marketing. I could own my own marketing firm, et cetera. And how do we use the arts to try to empower and start to provoke thought into people? And then um I've been hearing from like talking to everyone what do you like to hear? What do you want to see? I get a lot of they want more um interesting ways of celebration so like more arts into the storefronts and designing them and, and painting them etc because they really like that when we've done that before in elgin um someone had mentioned like they miss having the fiesta salsa that used to be in elgin etc and so how someone asked me that how can we have a tamale fest in elgin <laughs> i'm telling you food and dance i keep hearing about food and dance food and dance and i'm like okay how do we find that but also how as elgin do we attract Promoters and entertainers who are already like, I'm going to create this wine festival or I'm going to create this celebration and have them be like, hey, you should think of hosting that in Elgin, right? So like, how do we continue, you know, Martha Luther King celebration, the Prophet celebration has been very successful for a really long time. How do we, you know, take it to the next level? How do we take Juneteenth to the next level, et cetera? Um, How do we continue to combine Everything we have to make Elgin like the destination to do certain things like that. Right. And by the way, happy Black History Month.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Today, right? Is today the first? Yes.
0: It's just already the first. Yes. (laughs) Um,
1: So it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you want to as you know a leader almost be a curator of bringing people to get right so here's the downtown neighborhood association here is a cultural specific group here's this idea here's a producer that can make it happen let's go is that is that what you're saying
0: yeah and um i feel like sometimes in life i've I've been a connector i'm Mm -hmm. always like what do you need i'll find what i'll connect you to so and so like let's find ways to connect this right um, and so you, utilizing my platform and my skill sets and like, how do we connect everything right to meet the needs of everyone. But also I think we need to reach out to the community at large and be like, what do you like to see? Right. I'm, I'm getting feedback from here and there, but there might be a great idea that someone has that we haven't heard about yet. And we want to make sure we hear from them. Right. So what is that? What are you thinking of doing? Is it um, a fashion show? Right. Fashion is really popular with many people. Is it having a fashion show? is it, is it, Uh, more live music is it you know um, more art classes etc creating more like art for therapy whatever that might be so we can make sure we try to integrate it into overall Elgin and get it out to as many people as possible and engage them into the process
1: we've talked a lot about arts and culture of course what else are you running on? What 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 other kind of issues are important to you um, and for this election?
0: So I'm running on economic development and empowerment. Um, so how do we support businesses? How do we retain those businesses? How do we attract them? How do we just look at economic development overall, right, with community input and participation? That's really important to me. I'm all about what is what is the community saying? What is their input? what are they thinking? Because for me, it's all about community participation, right? You can't have adequate economic development without community participation. Um, As well as I'm running on infrastructure, not only physical infrastructure for some obvious reasons, uh, right? We need to finish off working on replacing all the lead pipes, et cetera, but also um, organizational infrastructure within city government. Is there certain staffing that we need to be addressing, et cetera, to make sure that we are addressing the needs of everyone that's that is there. And also to avoid burnout because burnout is real. And then um, inclusive community engagement. How do we increase more equity, accessibility? Um, How do we engage the community as much as possible? And then lastly, you know, inflation is real and times are real. Like, how do we keep our taxes low? Like, let's not tax unless it's absolutely necessary
1: all of those things are so braided together, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. You say economic development. And as someone who runs a nonprofit in downtown Elgin, my brain goes in a hundred different directions and, and, um, I appreciate the thought of community input into that, right? Right now I'm surveyed out, right? We're getting surveys. For, it's like a yes, new, year, it new survey thing, right? So finding new and creative ways to engage the community in this conver- these conversations, I think is really important. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And also how do we bring in the arts, right? When we think of it, like, people are like business, business, business. And I think sometimes we get locked into traditional businesses and we don't think you know, we need to be pulling in the arts for economic development, right? They're a huge engine for economic development. We need to be pulling in freelancers. We need to be pulling in those in the workforce. Like there is so many different components that we need to be pulling in for a very strong economic development. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic and yes, like mandates are ending in May, etc. There's still lingering effects. Right. And so how And inflation is still high, I believe at 6.5 percent right now. So how do we, you know, continuing evaluating our economic development here in Elgin to make sure it stays strong and we get as many economic resources to our our community and our family members and our individuals that um, that might need it. Diana, if people want to know more about you or your campaign, where should they go? How should they find you? Yes, they can. Our website is Diana, D-I-A-N-A, the number four, Elgin.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Friends of Diana Lafaro, or you can find us on Instagram at Diana, the number four, Elgin.
1: And I'm sure you're with me. We want to encourage as many people to vote local as possible. please. um early Early voting starts monday march 20th and the big day is tuesday april 4th find your voting place make your plan um i just learned talking to someone that our like far our cook county friends have to go really far to vote i didn't know that and so make your plan i'm in cook county i know (laughs) i'm
0: on the cook county side i totally know uh it's not close Uh, but uh well, at times there's been other things, but what I will say is, you know, make sure you go out and vote and make sure you tell your family members, right. And your friends, et cetera, because this significantly impacts you for at least the people coming in for the next four years, they're locked in there. Right. Unless something major happens, they're locked in there. And so you want to make sure that they represent your values. they rep- represents your interests, or they actually be people that you're like, I am willing able to work with them. Right. I'm huge on looking for feedback. I pride myself on that. Like I can't serve the community unless I know what's going, what's working, what's not working, right? For that quality improvement. You tell me what's working, what's not, and how can we make sure that your voice is at the table? And so please stay connected. Let me know. Feel free to reach out. Like, hey, you said those four pillars are your important to you. These are my four pillars that are important to me. And if that is the case, let me know because I want to hear it. I want to know what's important to you.
1: Deanna Alfaro, thank you so much for spending some time with us. You've been so generous. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Be sure to follow and like the Side Street Podcast and the Vote Local series that we will be continuing up through voting. Have a good day, everyone.
0: Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.